0: One thing that was not three hours long, it was closer to six or seven, as you said, is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Fuck, I hurt my fingers. Wolfenstein Youngblood is the newest game in the Wolfenstein franchise from Machine Games, co-partnered on this particular game with uh, Arcane Studios of Dishonored fame. Um, Dishonored, Dishonored 2. um, They love that, that IT engine. Death of the Outsider and the most recent Prey. So uh, I was excited when I had heard that there was a partnership between Machine Games because, one, I loved Machine Games' work with uh, Wolfenstein New Order. That was the first uh, reboot of the Wolfenstein game. Not the first reboot, but there was like another bad one. But the first one with this iteration of bj blaskovich and then they made old blood which is a side story game that felt very old school wolfenstein and then they made wolfenstein 2 the new colossus and that was the one that i feel like really put their name on the map of like hey these people make some cool ass games they're a little bit janky but like the narrative highs and just the places that they go with the story in wolfenstein 2 the new colossus is absurd it's so absurd that it's just like such a cool idea of what radical style like games can be and just how over-the-top games can and maybe should be. And so that's why I was so excited. And then you got Dishonored, the Dishonored veterans behind this. Yeah. It's like you got some talented developers working with other talented developers to make something that is hopefully – uh, a moving narrative experience, while also being a fun as hell shooter, co-op shooter at that, and uh, with some interesting mechanics that I was not aware of until I started playing the game. So, uh, on my side
1: of the story is that. <laughs> I'm gonna cough a lot. That I didn't play the the new series of Wolfenstein games. I've I've read and watched videos about them. Um, I've I've tried dabbling with them, but I didn't uh, enjoy the 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 like just the shooting mechanics that much. So I didn't feel the need to commit to them if I was gonna play them. It was gonna be for the story by and large, right? And I didn't. Um, there there was times where I'm like, ah, it's on sale. I should probably just play it. Like, ah, man, Nick's playing it. Ah, I know it's kind of good. I should just do it. I should do it, but I never did. But at E3 this last year, when they announced Wolfenstein Youngblood, I'm like, "Fuck, this is the one I'm playing because I have a big co-op boner." Do you really? Nothing gets me more. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say erect, but it felt dirty.
0: Yeah, don't say that.
1: Nothing gets me more rock hard than, <laughs> oh God, than geez. a co-op game. <laughs> There's people trying to fall asleep to this, Joey. Eh, whatever. You don't know that. God. There's someone driving to this. <sighs> At some point in time. There's someone potentially listening to this after we're dead. You ever think about that?
0: Not until now. Yeah. That's there's weird. there's
1: a non-zero probability. Like, what if, Nick, one day, we both get really famous? I don't know why, but it happens. And then people go back and they, like, listen to our old podcasts years and years and years from now, and then, boom, untimely plane crash. People are going to keep listening to us after we die. Uh, true. Also, hi. Creepy. Um, I... Yeah, was I saying? Yes, yes. Rock hard, massive erection co-op games. Um, I have the fondest of memories of playing, like, you know, Army of Two.
0: I do like Army of 2
1: I liked playing A Way Out I liked games that that revolve around a co-op narrative I think it's fun to be able to play uh, share an experience like that with your friend like old co-op campaigns I think are a lot of fun Um, uh, I really I love 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 the co-op Portal 2 campaign oh it's very good so good we should play more
0: co-op games then
1: yeah okay (laughs) it's all about doing things the first time fair uh, so Wolfenstein Youngblood, co-op game by nature. Yeah. You play either with a robot or with a friend. It's not split screen. You got to play online. Uh, they, do, they do some cool things. The game is a little bit cheaper, and you can buy a buddy pass for your friend. So you can get like two copies for the price of one, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. As um, of right now, uh, as of this recording, the game, the normal edition of the game costs twenty nine ninety nine, and that is just for the regular version. You can play single player or you can play online with a friend. But if you splurge on the deluxe edition, which is $10 more, thirty nine ninety nine, you get access to a buddy pass. And that's what we did for this playthrough. Joey bought the $40 version and he gave me the buddy pass. And what that does is your buddy downloads the Steam demo of the game. And then when you, bu- when you guys both join the game at the same time, he sends me an invite to his campaign, and I can only play the game if he's playing. So it's basically the way Away, de- Away Out did it. You can play with a friend if you buy the Buddy Pass version, which is great. Um, but I think it's smart. I think it is one of the things that, that, that like,
1: if there's a takeaway from this game, it's that this, this idea of pricing structure is cool.
0: I, I think it's honestly might be the most impressive thing about the game. Oh, Absolutely. So, I don't know. Wait, I'm not... You're, you're, you're a writer. I'm right. not really
1: a writer. I mean, I am a writer. I have credits. You can look them up. IMDB, thank you. Um, but, like, if this were a script, are we doing a bad job? Because we're starting with the highest of high point, and then we're going to fucking
0: plummet. Well, be- before we dive into the problems with the game, I think we set up the story a little bit. So, coming off of the end of Wolfenstein 2, basically... BJ Blazkowicz is a uh, World War no not World War II he, he is a hero of the resistance who has successfully fought off the Nazis in America and now the plan is to take the Nazi fighting overseas and this game flashes forward from the I believe it's the 60s um, from Wolfenstein 2 to the 90s so it's quite a big jump or it's 80s sorry it's the 80s so it's about a 20 Maybe 15 to 20 year jump into the future and we are plummeted into the early 1980s and we see BJ Blaskovich much older um, with his wife living on a farm and he's raising two children, two uh, fraternal twins, uh, Sof and- Yeah, you got to learn how to shoot. What, what, uh, what are their names?
1: J- Jessica, J- Johan, don't mess with
0: the Sohan, what, what uh, Rob Schneider. Sof and- Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> is it Soph? See, that's the problem. I don't remember any of the names because there's next to no narrative. Um, but that that being said, he kind of raises them to be badass Nazi cold-blooded killers, which is great. It's very cool. Uh, I think the daughters are very fun. But flash forward to their teen years and BJ Blazkowicz, the dad, goes missing. And he goes missing in France. So the daughters – Pair up with their friend who is the daughter of the FBI, head of the FBI from the second game, and they kind of go out on an adventure to Paris to find where their dad went. So it's like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, except not engaging. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much the extent of the story. Like, there's a couple story beats where you learn that, um, you know, the Nazis have occupied different districts of Paris. And your job is to, of course, clear them out, kill as many Nazis as humanly possible. And uh, the big narrative through line through the game is these giant computers, these Nazi supercomputers called the Brothers. And the Brothers, there's three of them, go throughout the game. They're all level-gated. I believe the first one's level 20, and then the last two are 25. Yeah. That sounds about right. And one, that's the first time a Wolfenstein game has had levels in it. Like the ability to level up, there is RPG progression. You see arcane's influence on the game via this progression.
1: There's, it seems like there's a lot of things underneath Wolfenstein in this game because if if I had to distill Wolfenstein and Youngblood into uh, an idea, it's like someone took a hundred popular game mechanics, put them all in a blender, put put the ice crust feature on, and then poured it out. Because it's like, what 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 do we got in Wolfenstein and Youngblood? We got a co-op game. We got a Metroidvania game. We have an RPG progression-like game. We have a first-person shooter. We have, um, we have a, a persistent game with, with dailies. There's and daily challenges, the weekly daily challenges. Daily and weekly challenges. We have there's, microtransactions. There's micro-trans-
0: Gold bars for the cosmetic skins and things like that.
1: Um, we have... Um, I, I don't know what the name for this mechanic is, but like when when a particular ammo is better against a particular enemy, like the ReCore mechanic. That's in Wolfenstein.
0: Yeah, it's basically a rock, paper, scissors for gun types. There are some enemies who are weaker to certain guns versus the others. And that's something that's completely new to Wolfenstein. Uh, and, and that's the thing that I think was the biggest problem for me, is that this game forced me to play slower in a way that i didn't appreciate because in wolfenstein 2 the one thing that i loved about it is that it felt like an old school style pc shooter where uh, my goal is to get from a to b and kill as many things as possible on my way to b and for the most part wolfenstein 2 does a very good job at that i think there's some beauty in the simplicity of, of something like the new colossus or a new order but the problem that i get with this game is that I often found myself trying to float between weapons when there's really no clear indicator as to what works better against this one. Like, you have to actively kind of, like, squint your eyes and be like, wait, what's good against this one? Uh, that's fine. This gun isn't as effective, but I'm just going to shoot it a bit more, and then it'll die. And eventually, I got a weapon that was so strong, I could just one-shot most hardcore bosses, like, in two or three shots. Like, one, one shot for most enemies, and then the big bosses two or three so like after a while it felt like that difficulty just plummeted because I was just one shotting everything um, there's stealth mechanics oh there's stealth mechanics yeah but they're like almost non-existent that was a thing in Wolfenstein 2 as well again and now I'm just talking about New Colossus very fun game Uh, but in, in New Colossus you're rewarded for your stealth the game rewards you for your playstyle if you want to go guns blazing go guns blazing the game will reward you for that playstyle vice versa with the stealth this game has the ability for stealth but it feels like you really only have that room for stealth for the first like three kills and then after that it's like well, it doesn't really matter. And, and the and the big problem with that is because you are Paris, as it stands, is a semi-open worldish area slash hub. Oh, There's open world mechanics. There That's is open right. world mechanics. There's and, so many different gameplay types. But the problem is none of it's persistent. So you can I thought you were gonna say fun. Oh it's also <laughs> not very fun. You spend most of your time clearing out an era and you could kill every Nazi in this particular district of Paris. But as soon as you enter a loading screen and then you jump back to that area you just spent a long time clearing, all the enemies are back, which I get. You want things to shoot in a first-person shooter, but it never feels like you're making a meaningful impact on the world. Like I'd love to see – a mechanic, like if this were a true arcane game in this instance, I would see some sort of feedback system from the world. Like in the original Dishonored, if you, let, if you kill bodies, like if you kill humans – the world tends to get a little more hostile towards you there's more rats in the street and those are more obstacles for you to deal with whereas in this game it just never feels like anything you do has any impact uh things that i'm looking forward to in a game like uh, say for example dying light 2 choices you make areas you clear out they have a lasting impact on the world and it's something that you can look back on and say i did that and the game is behaving this way because i did it and there's none of that in this game it's so disappointing
1: yeah, it feels to me like there was there was a good core idea here that got muddied by putting too many additional layers onto it mm-hmm. and then ultimately just not having enough time in the oven. The game feels like there, there's a lot of core things about it that I'm just unhappy with. And I mean, I should say that I still had a good time playing this game. Yeah, I looked I looked But it's because I had it. a good time playing this game with Nick or on stream and talking to y'all or being silly. Yeah. I didn't have a good time because I'm like, "Oh man, this is like such a story." Or, "Oh man, these like it wasn't it wasn't Titanfall."
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: It wasn't Half-Life. It wasn't even fucking like World at War. <laughs> no. It was it was it was a game. It wasn't Doom. It wasn't Dishonored. It was a game that, w- that was too half-baked for its own good. And that's really disappointing because, you know, I, I wanted to have this couch, this-, this co-op game that I can champion. But instead it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of fun with your friends. But ultimately, you know, even the co-op mechanics aren't that important. I could, you know, if Nick had to go take a shower in the middle of the game or run to go get ice cream or, I don't
0: know, uh, take a nap... I could have kept on playing. It would have been fine until you had to open a keypad door yeah. or open a door to an elevator. Yeah. Oh man, it's like wh- it, it it's, felt so arbitrary. What were co- what was co-op like? The, yeah. Hey, we need something like like they have to work together, right?
1: Yeah. Like they're co-oping, moving tonight. Mission progression by doors. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, this is this is like this feels like co-op from the early two thousands. Like this is co. This is like. But it was cool when co op was new and fresh. It's like, oh man, we gotta work together. See,
0: but even that's not true because, in something like Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, the game trusted you in certain segments of the game to split you up. And I think that's the true test of a co-op game is you you pair two people for for a majority of the game, and then there are occasions where you need to split people up. And one thing that player A does will affect something that happens in the pathway of player B and vice versa. I think that's the true test of a co-op game. You saw that in Chaos Theory. Hell, you even saw that in the original Gears of War back in, what, 2007? Like, you, you saw these split narratives that worked. It felt like the thing player A did mattered for player B, whereas this game is just you are in the same space at all times, and the, the extent of, like, I need person B is I need to open a door to a loading screen. But this game shouldn't even have loading screens. The levels aren't that big. They're they're very small. It, it it is absurd how often that you are forced to load into the games again. We are not game designers, so we don't understand the uh, like what game engine they're working and things like that. But, but I that, play enough games to know that it feels not right. It, it feels like it's a it feels budget. It feels like something that someone cut corners on. And again, this is not a criticism of the developers to any extent this is just like yeah i'm sure that they're all mean people who smell bad also they were probably forced to make the game under less than ideal conditions and budgets and they made something interesting but you know it just didn't really feel like it belonged i I would have rather this game have been wolfenstein old blood but with a co-op buddy but instead i got this weird hodgepodge of a game that felt like a group of developers were given a game and then when the higher-ups are like "Eh, i don't really like what you're making i'm gonna take that and give it to developers b over here Eh, that's okay but what about player c it's like oh man no one really made anything with the amount of time we gave them what if we just combined it all And, and that's what it felt like it felt like a weird rush like no one got to make the game they really wanted so instead it was like designed by committee and everyone got their piece of the game in Mm-hmm. which felt unfortunate. And then the, the biggest disappointment for me was the narrative. Like, how are you going to come off the high of Wolfenstein 2 where you have BJ Blazkowicz deal with his daddy issues, you end the game with storming the Nazi capital, uh, your pregnant wife machine guns, dual wields two giant pound two giant machine guns and killing a bunch of Panzerhunds, and you, like broadcast to the entire world hey Nazis we're coming for you drop the mic and this just feels like such a limp-wristed handshake of a game where there's nothing meaningful that happens. The most interesting story beat in this game is the fact that it's setting up Wolfenstein 3. It's like, hey, we're going to introduce the idea of alternate dimensions. That's like a quick drop. That'll be in Wolfenstein 3. Sorry you had to play all of this game to get here, but that's the that's the nugget we're giving you for, for Wolfenstein 3. I know
1: a lot of people, um, my least favorite people on the Internet... Um, can I say incels are my least favorite people on the internet? Is that what I like? That's a, fine.
0: That's fine. They're usually bad people. Usually. If you identify as an incel, you should probably reevaluate your life. But that seems
1: extra harsh, Nick, for me. No,
0: that's not. If you think, if you are defined by the fact that you have not had sex and it's only because women are terrible, it's probably something to reevaluate. I think take Nick's stance, pull it
1: back a little more holistically, reevaluate. Some things. (laughs) Most things. Most things. It's not the... What am I talking about? Incels. Incels? (laughs) Ah, that's my favorite. The only people I like more than incels are the alt-right. Woo! Calm down. Um... So many people on the internet who might have in-celly gamer tendencies were very upset about the fact that you were
0: playing two f- strong young female leads. And that's, uh, that's part of why this game got review-bombed, because it was just like, you're playing as two women? What kind of social justice bullshit is this? And it's like, that's just a story. BJ Blaskovich had two kids. they they happen to be girls that happens to real people like that's fine that's something that a story can be about and the thing that's awesome about games is that you don't have to be that person to enjoy them that's the beauty of stories (laughs) that's why stories exist you can experience the life of another even when you're not that person but yeah so I mean I got a lot of shit but I feel
1: like you know, they could have done so much more with these characters. Like, I wanted to like them. I wanted to they're like them. There's such a them. good idea there. I don't... I don't... I can't tell you their different personality traits. Is it Soph and Jess? Yes. Okay. I can't tell you their different personality traits. I think Soph is a little more mild-mannered. Which one was Soph? Was she the dark-haired one? The dark-haired one? one. Okay. I think she's a little more mild-mannered and a little more reserved.
0: No, Soph wanted to travel, but Jess wanted to write a book.
1: And Jess... Yeah, I... I, I, I but I but just in the interaction with other people, I I think self was was more taken aback or like conservative.
0: But if the main, when you have a dad like Bj Blaskovich, who's such a cool, fun, fully fleshed out character, how is he? There's it doesn't even make sense. You've lessened bj blaskovich because there's no way bj blaskovich would have these flat daughters like who are just uninteresting
1: yeah it's it's the, the daughters were uninteresting they could have been really cool and they could have they, they could have oozed personality but they didn't and
0: also they underutilized bj's wife like in the in the first two games she's cool like she's a strong cool interesting character and she's like just side dressing in the his. the girl's friend the the tech girl yeah, the, the the daughter of the head of the FBI.
1: Yeah, um, she she was the coolest character because she's like, oh look at look at this strong woman who like knows how to do stuff. She can make she's the
0: most interesting person in the game. But again, that's not saying very much.
1: Yeah, it's really not. It's it's disappointing to see what they didn't do with these leads. Um, what else is disappointing? You know what's disappointing for me, um, for someone who cares uh, deeply about shooting mechanics and feels... I, I'm i like a bloodhound. Anytime there, there's, like, some shooting mechanic that feels a little a little wonky, I, I'm just gonna sniff it out because it's it's something that I just crave in, in these FPSs. The shooting in this game felt bad it's- for a number of reasons. The first one, by and large, is the game balance. Yeah. Your guns don't feel like they have weight, and most enemy guns also don't feel like they have weight, so it's hard to tell. I... Would never really know when I was losing health.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell, and it never felt like I was. Whenever I got down, it never felt like, oh, yeah, of course I got down. I was in a battle, so I was just like, oh, I guess I got down. I think the base difficulty of the
1: game is too easy. I think the game is probably better served to play on a harder difficulty. There's too many pickups in the world. Um, too much. There's too many pickups in the world. Uh, the the perks you get for your gun and character upgrades for the RPG system are just overpowered.
0: Um, yeah, I just shoulder checked everyone until I got quad damage. It's like, why do I even need to use a gun anymore? I yeah, can just. Need to use a gun. I <laughs> used
1: a shotgun for most of the game, even on enemies that weren't shotgunable. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
1: and and it, it just feels like it feels like bullets in this game aren't projectiles. And I don't mean that, like, oh, they're hit-scan weapons. They're not that either. Um, When you're using your pistol or your shotgun or even a couple other guns, bullets seem to disappear after, like, 20 meters. Like, they just stop. If I'm shooting someone with my pistol through my sights that's that's, that's a ways away, like, I get it. Like, I mean, I shouldn't be hitting all my shots. It's not like I'm playing, you know, Counter-Strike or something. But the fact that just the bullets are ineffective past a certain range. Like, they just fall straight out of the air to the ground is the first time and the most egregious I've ever seen that in a game. Period.
0: Yeah, it's really noticeable.
1: Yeah. It's like, you feel like you should be able to hit someone, they're they're in your red dot. You got them, they're standing still, you take the shot, your first shot, which should, in most shooter games, the first shot has the highest accuracy. That's, yeah. how, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um... And then your bullet just disappears. Like, it doesn't say their body isn't their chest. It doesn't distract them. It's just gone. Because it doesn't travel far enough. Which feels so weird and wonky. It
0: just doesn't feel like it belongs in that world.
1: No. anything, Everything should feel strong in the world. Like, I almost want it to feel more like Doom. I'm wearing power suits for fuck's sake. But, but like, my, my guns are just like ding, ding, ding.
0: Yeah, drink, they're drink. bouncing off people. Uh, one of the other big problems I had with the game design is these arbitrary like end of level or end of area like hey you need to find this thing in order to move into the next area it feels like someone says hey ride this really fun roller coaster but like when you get two quarters of the like when you get three two two out of two thirds of the way there you're gonna have to stop and look for the button to proceed to the rest of the fun stuff and there would be these moments where Joey and I would move throughout the game we'd be running and gunning but like oh well at least you know it, it kind of scratches that doom itch to some extent where you're just kind of walking from a to b but killing shit on the way there which feels good but then you're just like Wait, where's that button I gotta press? Like, where's this cassette tape that I need? Or where's this, where's this, and they're not disc? like glowing. Yeah, it's like you have to actively search room by room, like literally crouching, searching behind geometry. We got stopped down for probably like 10 minutes because we couldn't find a single floppy disk in a room. Yeah, the, the, like, which is not fun. Pretty much the last mission, we were stuck for like 15 minutes. We're like, okay, we need a floppy disk so that we can encode it and then find the code to open this door. Okay, let's go room by room. It was hard to find. It it doesn't make a lot of sense. It was genuinely difficult to find in a way that should not be in this game. It it felt like something that should have been in King's Quest.
1: Especially because the rest of the game... It's like you're just chasing your HUD marker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I has got to go here. I'm just going to walk in this general direction. Okay, I'm here. Okay, I got to go here now. It, it, it's like HUD chasing. And then it's like, okay, cool. I got to find a floppy disk and decode it so I can get a door. Oh, I got to find the terminal for my partner to get a door. Like, uh, it's, it's just annoying. Also annoying in the sense of progression is that there's just times that we had to restart the game because we got stuck.
0: Yeah, we there's it's a little bit buggy in that like I would just get stuck on geometry. Straight soft. Locks.
1: like the game would just soft lock
0: and we would try like okay can you like throw a grenade at me and maybe that'll bounce me out no and so we just had to reload a game and one time we reloaded the game we had to start at the beginning of the level and i think that when we did that that was like when we subconsciously realized okay now we're in speed run mode let's just try and get through this game as quickly as possible i i felt like it hit that switch for me or i'm just like I'm just going to kill everything as quickly as possible. It's like, I
1: got to win the game now. I guess I can just run past everything so I can go meet my dad, who didn't tell us he was leaving to go do some important fucking saving the world shit. It just feels like something
0: Blazkowicz wouldn't do.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to tell my family that I'm leaving. Oh, no, my family came after me? Oh, I'm so surprised. Why did you come? Because you didn't leave a note or tell mom? Like what the fuck is so secret? If you're all going to go try and save the world now together anyways. why can not you've been like, "Hey, I got to like, you know, go do this thing." Yeah. It's like the, the the whole story just stems from like some crazy miscommunication, which I guess you can say that about a lot of stories, but I think that's a lot of bad stories that you can say.
0: Yeah, and it, it just like the Blasco the BJ that we know just doesn't behave this way. Like that's not what he would do, which is just weird. It do, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but but I feel like we have been overly critical there is one thing I did kind of like about the game and it was like a small pleasure that I took in it was the like weapon customization I kind of like that just because it felt nice to like upgrade there's three different branches of uh like accessories for each part of a gun Mm -hmm. and each one kind of is tailored to a specific play style. So you could in theory turn every more
1: accurate or more ammo or more power.
0: Yeah you could you could in theory turn every gun into three variants of a gun and they all actually felt different. Yeah. Which Uh, is cool.
1: I I spent a lot of my time using a, a shotgun that had the just the pure damage and DPS enhanced. So I would just I would shred through people, and the way so there's a couple of different. So you have your guns which unlock, and then you have upgrades to your guns which are based on money, currency pickups in the world, but also like level yeah, gated. You have to, to get to improve them. Yeah. They have the mechanic where if you match certain types of upgrades, like Nick is saying, it'll give you another bonus. There's another mechanic where if you get a number of kills with that gun, then like it'll it'll level up too. So there's even in a game that we've talked about being convoluted by too many mechanics. Even the mechanic of guns is convoluted with a lot of mechanics,
0: but it's the least egregious one. I think that it, I think that the gun leveling system is fun and fine. Um, it's the one mechanic that I would want to see carried into the next Wolfenstein game because it, it actually felt like it was re- rewarding me for my playstyle. Like if I played with this gun, it knew I liked this gun. Therefore it's going to make me better with this gun. And I love games that reward you for using an ability or a certain play style over and over because it realizes, Hey, this is how this person likes to play the game. Yeah, And that's good. That is good design. It evolves and it changes slightly, but in a way that still feels like it's a natural succession, which is fun.
1: It is fun. And you know what's also fun? Never running out of ammo because it's everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, ammo is everywhere. Even, like, the strongest gun in the game, the, the laser craft work that I had that I was one-shotting people with, like, I would run out of ammo and it would just recharge, like, a few rounds every few seconds. So, like, I might run out of ammo. Like, I just killed four people. There's three three in front of me. I'm just going to run around in circles until I get my ammo refill, shoot them, and then we're good.
1: It's a uh, it's sticky Ooh, yeah,
0: I must be tired wow there is one mechanic in the game that I wish would have been introduced earlier I think it, it kind of stems from that Half-Life 2 dilemma where in Half-Life 2 spoilers for Half-Life 2 when you get to the uh, like end game of Half-Life 2 the the final mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. you are presented with an upgraded gravity gun what yeah and throughout the game you get a gravity gun that lets you pick up property like objects in the environment, but at the end of the game you get an upgrade to that gun like for a short period of time that allows you to actually pick up humans and fling those at other enemies, which is very fun. Wow. Really? And, and this game does something very similar. It's called the hand of God and you're presented with it probably in the last 15 minutes of the game if that you're presented for it so you can fight the final boss with it and it it lets you basically pull a Titanfall titan uh force grip where you can stop incoming bullets by holding your hand out and you collect the bullets the longer you hold the your hand out and once you've felt like you've collected enough you can shoot them back wherever you point in a shotgun blast style flurry of bullets and that feels good but the problem I had with that mechanic that was nice is that there was also the ability to upgrade that to do grenade throwbacks, missile throwbacks, and, like, it, it got pretty cool. But, like, if you're going to introduce a mechanic so late into a game, just give us the full extent of what that ability can do. Like, obviously, that's not fun for a – or that's not ideal in a game as a service where they want you to just play the game forever and do – yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that that
1: mechanic is designed for someone who's going to finish the final boss and keep on playing the game, which is not us.
0: But there's nothing in the game that would ever compel me to go back in and do The that. side
1: quests in the catacombs. But they're bad. It, it's, it's hey, all... can you come do this thing? <clears throat> sure, I guess. Why not?
0: I, I think a lot of games can be boiled down to side quests are go to space B and hit X so that you can... Uh, like satisfy some weird random thing and then it's like oh you completed the objective because you pressed a button in this location sure you can be reductive about a lot of games that way but this genuinely felt that way where maybe i didn't have to kill a nazi leader in a particular area of, of paris but instead of shooting someone by clicking the left mouse button i rescued someone by pressing the e button It was just it just doesn't make any sense yeah
1: it's it just goes back to the idea that it feels like the game isn't done or like had a lot of good ideas but couldn't probably develop whether it was like money time yeah. whatever resource you want to pick but which is disappointing because there's so many things about it that i wanted to like and there are things about it that i did like yeah. but it's, it's just um this was a case for me of my expectations not being met which is always the biggest of bummers i feel
0: uh one thing that i just popped up in my head that i kind of enjoyed were the catacombs there there's like a, a mechanic in the game where i mentioned the brothers earlier where they're like the like the through line bosses that you have there's like three of them you got to kill one at each part of the game there's the ability to kind of traverse the over on on parish streets mm-hmm. version of the game where it's a little more difficult there's more difficult enemies it's harder blah 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 but you can choose to enter these optional underground catacomb sections the sewer sections and the sewer sections are a little like platformy it's like pitch black you have to actually pull out a flashlight and you have to navigate the environment in some interesting ways that'll put you behind enemy lines and basically be a shortcut for you I kind of like those sewer areas because it felt like a change of pace to some extent where like everyone's fighting in darkness and you have to choose do I want to bring out my big gun or do I want to do pistol with flashlight and I kind of like making that choice.
1: Yeah, and like people thought about it. It was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a backdoor way to get to the bosses? It's like easier but harder to to find them and get into the lore. Like that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely like it feels like an arcane choice. Like something that would you would see in a dishonored game. But ultimately this never achieved the high of uh anything that I think Machine Games has ever put out, nor has it achieved the high that anything uh that Arcane Studios has put out. And it just felt like a I don't know, just an overall miss from two studios and devs that I really enjoy. I think that they have the benefit that this is going to be forgotten about and not harped on. True, but did you know that this game is actually tied to another Wolfenstein spinoff game that gets like, ham-fistedly thrown in three-quarters of the way through the game? That's VR! There's a part where they mention, hey, we had this cyber pilot who leveled this entire building but the Nazis rebuilt it, so it's fine now. So you got to clear it out again. There, there's a uh, another Wolfenstein game that I think came out the same day as this, or it might have come out earlier. But it's called a uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, I think it is. But it's a VR game where you control like a smart mech, and you are like just taking out uh, enemies via a VR headset, which is an interesting idea that ties into this game in, in an interesting way. But ultimately, sounds like it matters even less than this game inevitably will yeah
1: at least people aren't gonna hark on that one because like oh there's female leads <laughs> uh, I look forward to what happens with The Last of Us when you're playing as Ellie and they're gonna be like oh it's a girl I hate everything <laughs> I'm on the internet and in bad uh bugger.
0: so Joey how, do we do we typically rate games on Garbage Game no Nick
1: we've been doing this for a while I don't know but I feel like we should on this one like um, here's my rating scale bad yeah don't buy it sorry <laughs> I mean, I was always actually uh, a fan, of my favorite rating scale is, uh, you know, like kind of like, almost like the bypass rent thing. Yeah. I don't even think it's worth a rent. I think that if you're someone who likes FPS games, and you hate Nazis, and you want to play this game with a friend because you have time, and you get it on sale for the both of you, it could be... Fun, it could be a fun, like, you might evening. have a fun co op experience.
0: Don't play this game by yourself,
1: yeah. Play this game as a co op experience if that's something you're into because you might make fun out of it. Uh, we did make fun out of it, even though we're like you know analytically shitting on it because I think it has a lot of flaws. Yeah, I still like, I don't, there's re- times when we had fun with it.
0: I don't regret my time spent with the game, I, I still enjoyed some aspect of it, but I just it would be hard for me to recommend someone drop forty bucks on this. But we decided to, before we round things out, we actually posed the question to you guys on our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash cybergarbage. You can back us for a dollar, five dollars, maybe more if you're feeling generous. Um, and your patronage contributes to this show and makes it happen on a day-to-day basis um, and we appreciate any and all support but I put up a post last night asking hey, does anyone have any questions after watching us play through the game? Do you have any comments? Something you'd like to say about Wolfenstein? Photos app. Yeah, I know, I took a photo, I forgot. And this is what you had to say. I believe we had two questions. And they are from oh man, it's a lot of pictures of, of my coworker uh that's creepy, yeah, it's yeah, it is uh, all right, we got uh, the first question from B. Grendel on Patreon who asked, "I pretty much played stealthy, collapsed body skill in the last Wolfenstein game and beat it on the hard mode. Is it possible to do this in the new game, or do you have to actually be good at first person shooters and to that. I honestly don't think that a stealth playthrough is possible in Wolfenstein Youngblood.
1: I think it is, but I, I disagree. I think it is, but I think it would be very frustrating. I think it would be very unfun. I don't think it would be fun. I think you would be annoyed at the amount of times you set alarms off for ways that you feel like you shouldn't have. I know Nick and I experienced that. We're like, wait, why did we set off an alarm? Um, so I think theoretically possible, yes. Practical and fun, no.
0: Yeah, and I think it was way just more rewarding and i think the game was designed for it more in wolfenstein 2 the new colossus hell even in new order i think it was designed for it a little more um so there you go b grendel uh we also got another question from lampoon actually i think this one's a comment not a question lampoon said 30 dollars for what seemed to be a sub 10 hour game doesn't seem to be worth it the twins look like 2010 graphics feels like a half ass game Maybe if they included the Cyberpilot storyline and mechanics, it would have been whole ass. And I don't inherently agree that a sub-10-hour story or a game is worth, like, I, I think that there's often a, like, false equivalency for time slot versus how much money a game costs. Sometimes people are upset that, like, walking simulators that'll be two to three hours cost $60.
1: I never have that problem for the record. I I I I seldom think about the the amount of money versus the amount of time spent. It's like I can have an I can you know play Apex for free forever, right? So.
0: And I I but I think in this game because of what experience it's striving for, I do think that that false equivalency is actually just an equivalency because if you just want to play a game that'll take you from point A to point B killing Nazis along the way, just play Wolfenstein 2 again like I think you'll probably have more fun replaying Wolfenstein 2. Or Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Or, yeah, Splinter Cell. Hell, play Splinter Cell Blacklist.
1: When we have the time, we should play Chaos Theory co-op.
0: We should do Chaos Theory and Blacklist. Blacklist is really fun. Yeah. You haven't played that game. That's a fun game. You don't know me. You
1: haven't played You it. don't know the first thing about me.
0: But agreed. Um, I think the inclusion of a third perspective could have been interesting hell maybe even make the cyber pilot the daughter of the head of the fbi like have like introduce a, a mechanic where you have a third person jump in randomly. i love i'm a big fan of games that introduce like a new mechanic for like us a, a story beat where it's just like oh that was cool you didn't need to do that but that was really neat that's something that i think is usually done well whenever it happens but that is something that was not done well with the god hand in this game
1: what if we made a couch co-op game where you're playing the whole game couch co-op and like it's really about the teamwork and communication between the two of you in person and then suddenly the twist is that there's a third person who's introduced who becomes vital but they're not on the couch. They're like an online player. So now you're like figuring out how to work with this random other person you don't know.
0: You have to find out how to communicate with them. I like that. Dude, let's just make a game, bro. That's yeah, hard. Yeah, it's very hard.
1: I'm not prepared for that.
0: I'll make a game one day. But I think that does it for this episode of Garbage Game Club. I think we've said everything there is to say about Wolfenstein Youngblood.
1: Yeah. but we, And that's probably the first game that we've uh, really taken a dump on yeah. on the podcast.
0: Yeah. And I feel bad about it. I don't. Fuck them. <laughs> but that said, our next game on the Garbage Game Club list is finally the Red Strings Club. This is by the by destruct team. I believe they are a Spanish developer, and um, it's a short game. It's about three to four hours long. I'm not going to say anything else other than check it out. I believe it's on sale right now on Steam. Uh, Joey, you can more you're more than welcome to sign into my Steam account and play. I it. will. And uh, we will see you next time on Garbage Game Club, where we will be talking Red Strings Club.